This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today I am excited because I'm talking to my friend Gina Hansen. And I will tell you, Gina is one of the people that every time I see her, I just light up and smile and want to laugh. She is one of the most fun people that I know. So make sure to listen to this entire episode because you're going to have a good time listening and you're also going to learn a lot because Gina has some pretty amazing stories that you're going to want to stick around and listen to. And so without further ado, let's get right into that episode with Gina. Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, and you're in the right place to start transforming your career and life with this podcast. I've been in the trenches as an executive leader, and now I'm an executive coach and confidential advisor to executives all over the world. I use a multidisciplinary approach to improve learning that drives transformation by getting to the root cause in a practical, no-nonsense way. I love learning and sharing what makes people tick. You get both education and entertainment, since learning shouldn't be boring, right? But that's enough about me. This podcast is a combination of intuitive leadership, neural influence, and mental mastery to take your career and life to levels you've never thought possible. If you're wanting to improve yourself, develop stronger relationships professionally and personally, make quicker, better decisions, and become a more effective leader, then of course, this podcast is for you because you are going to learn how to manage emotions in yourself and others, avoid burnout, stress, and anxiety, master your mind, get people to listen and take action, and become a lifelong learner. And when you do that, you will have a positive mental attitude, executive leadership presence, and the skills to know exactly what to say and do in any situation. I'm glad you're here. So, let's get started. All right, Gina, how you doing? Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Aloha. Right. Aloha. I know it, it's it's uh it's it's funny because it's you know that one of the nice things about actually being stuck at home is we get to talk to people all over the world, right? That we normally wouldn't. So, you know, California to Hawaii today, right? Yeah. Um, so yes, aloha and belated uh Melikaliki Maha, right? In as well. I know yeah, we were going off on that a little bit before. So, so welcome. Uh, I mean, like I like I said before in the intro, you are one of the people that just every time I see you and you and you talk and your smile is infectious, right? I mean, you've got energy, girl. You make me happy. Oh, thank <laughs> every... you. Well, you make me happy. <laughs> well, I hope I hope so with my bad jokes and everything else too, right? But no, it's um, like I said, it's, um, you know, I know a little bit about your story and I want to, I want to get into that because I, I think it's important, um, you know, as we, we both gone through, you know, we get to a certain point in our life when there's probably fewer years ahead of us than we've already lived. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm at that point in my life. Um, you're still 29. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I, I know your story because you're sometimes we we live our life. Everything's kind of going along fine. We grow up, we become adults. But then somewhere in the middle of our life, sometimes life kind of blows up. And I know it was kind of that way for you mm-hmm. a little while ago. <clears throat> so maybe just kind of give some context to people. You know, what were you doing? What kind of happened? Because I think there's a lot of lessons and learnings here um, for other people that might be going through maybe not exactly the same thing, but something 
similar in their own life. Okay. Wow. I had um, a pretty uh, interesting thing happened to me in 2020. It was actually a cluster of <laughs> crazy life upheaval that I went through starting with the begin in the beginning of the year. I um, was having, I finally had the courage <laughs> to ask my husband for a divorce. And that was a very difficult thing for me to do to own that uh, the conversation started in, you know, six months before that, uh, saying maybe we should be separated. And, and yet I couldn't say the D word. Saying that word was just really, really, really the hardest thing I've ever had to do because I knew that by putting myself out there, I would have to, to be vulnerable in a way financially, what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? What about my son? You know, all of these things, like thinking of other people too, not just myself, like now I'm going to be tearing our families apart. And so it was such a big, hard decision for me to make, but I finally had the courage to say it and to let it out. And it felt like such a relief to just finally, I really exhale and say, it's out. It's, it's past my lips. I can't take it back. Well, then four days later, I found out that I had cancer and thyroid cancer, papillary thyroid cancer. And I was shocked because I had lived such a healthy life. And I did, didn't even anticipate hearing those words. And now I am thinking, what am I going to do? Because right away, the doctor said, um, it's the best cancer. If I had cancer, this is the cancer that I would want to have. Well well, yeah, you love it when a doctor says it, right? If you're going to have cancer, that's the one to have. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd rather so not crazy. have cancer, but thank you very much, doctor, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he told me that, and then right away he was going to send me to a physician to get a, actually to a surgeon to get it removed completely. And I put the brakes on and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I ended up deciding to go to Mexico and get holistic integrative treatment. So it was a combination of both Western and holistic practices. And in the course of three weeks, the tumors shrank. Uh, they were, it, the treatment was working. I was introduced to a variety of different modalities and techniques and nutrition. And it was just uh, lifestyle practices. It was such an amazing, beautiful experience. I'm so blessed to have have had that opportunity to see things, uh, see healing in a different light. And then I also realized, as I was telling you earlier, Jason, is this setup is not like a hospital. It's like a resort where you're on the beach. You've got the most amazing sunsets, whales jumping off your balcony. You can see in the surfers and catching the last waves of the day. It was just such a beautiful, peaceful environment to heal in. Lots of people there um, uh, from all over the world, different ethnicities and things coming to be treated in Mexico. And I learned from that experience that the, one of the most important things that helps me heal is my environment and having the peaceful surroundings to, to be able to just focus on me and heal. And so when I got home, instead of continuing the practices that I've learned while I was in Mexico, I decided to remove my thyroid and follow the advice, the original advice of the surgeon. So I removed it and a week later I moved out from my husband and I was, I've been separated ever since. And this has been such the, probably the best experience for me to be alone, lots of quiet time, lots of reflection, lots of self-love. And that was just exactly what I needed in healing, it's being separated, finding empowerment in my own. Um, and then the next month, so this is like the six, six months of, of all this happening. I decide to take an early retirement from my airline career. And I had been a flight attendant for 28 years. I loved my job. I loved my lifestyle. I loved traveling and visiting people on layovers and eating really cool pla pla places, 
you know, and having different ethnic, ethnic foods and things. I just loved it. But then opportunity came and I decided to just grab it, even though I had no idea what I would do for work after. So that brought me to TCP where I met you and Jim, Jim Fortin's community, group coaching environment where um, I got to tap into who am I, what are my values, who, you know, what is the life that I want to live and starting to see a vision of my future that I had never, never thought of before, like, what do I want? And how do I want to live? So I'm so happy and blessed to have met you and all this, um, these amazing coaches and participants from all over the world. And um, it was the best thing I could have done at the right time for me. Well, it's, it's, it's you know, because I, I want to dig in. You you just gave us a lot. Right? Oh, so let's kinda, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's exactly what, what it should be, right? So let's kind of unpack some of it because, okay. you know, again, people that are listening, um, you, you used a few words here too. You used the word courage. Mm -hmm. right so at the beginning when you were afraid to say the d word yes and it's not damn by the way for those yeah. of you it's divorce <laughs> right right but it it took courage mm -hmm. to actually say that and and i think you know your your story is is not that different from other people right and again i mean i want to talk about you but i you probably didn't know too i um uh, you know if most have been 10 12 years ago now mm -hmm all within the space of about six months as well. Yeah. I, I had panic attack, <laughs> uh, divorce, lost my job. I mean, it's like all of this stuff happened within just a few months for me as wow. well. Right. And so if you and I have both experienced this, other people have experienced it too. Right. Mm -hmm. And having all of that stuff get shoved into such a short time period kind of makes you feel a little overwhelmed a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. And feel like, my gosh, nobody else is, is dealing with this, but a lot of people are. And, and so I wanted to go back because, like I said, you used the word courage when you were talking about, you know, I'm guessing that probably for a while you hadn't been happy in your marriage. Mm -hmm. You've been thinking about this. But what, what was holding you back from actually having the courage to actually stand up and say what you wanted? Well, my son was, had one more year before of high school before, you know, he graduated. And so I was thinking of other people, like, let's just wait until he graduates and then, you know, he'll be gone. It's better for everyone. But I, then I stopped myself and I said, like you, we were talking earlier, how, you know, life is not guaranteed. And so I shouldn't just put my life on hold for, for someone else. So that's why I waited uh, so long to with and struggled with this internal, um, this, you know, unhappiness and uh, resentment came to, you know, there was a lot of emotions um, but basically, this kind of ties into what I do now is my husband and I had um, kind of a wall up between us. If you like it, and, and, and truthfully, it's an energy, a wall of energy that was blocking us from fully connecting with each other. And I knew that was the reason um, when you know, when he would kiss me goodbye, his body would be like 20 feet behind and it just his lips would be like, you know, like he was just like, so um, there was a physical, but also an energetic boundary kind of between the two of you. Yes. Yeah, there was a it wasn't. Uh, it was all show and no love, really. And um, I, I could feel that in, in our interactions, where if you can imagine that. And so um, as I was finding myself after I, that whole, all of this happened and I, now I had to find myself, what I want to do, where, what am I going to do next in my life? I, I came upon a book that described exactly my relationship with my husband and they called it a heart wall, like an, an energy heart wall. Um, and it, what it is, and I don't know if you know about this, but our subconscious mind actually um, remembers everything from our whole life, even things from past lives that we've brought in. And so what it does is it actually 
when we don't experience completely um, any time in our life, say like a divorce or our parent dies or something, if we don't truly um, experience it and feel it and let it pass through us, then it act, these energies, these emotions get trapped in our body. And um, over time, it leads to pain, inflammation and disease. And because it's an imbalance of our functions of like our lymph, our blood flow gets disrupted because of these energies that get stuck in our body. And so um, our subconscious will gather up all of these energies and put it around our heart to protect us. So it's meant to be a good safe, you know, safe for safety reasons. But what it does is it blocks us from being our true essence and it blocks us from having deep connected relationships. So over the years, um, this um, dissociation or this, um, my husband started to just be um, unemotional. And it's because a lot of things, he was experiencing a lot of things. He um, helped his father pass, you know, and so dealing with that death of his, of his father, and he was on a business trip once and the coworker that he was traveling with died. And he had to go, and this is in a foreign country, he had to go and identify the body and prepare for his friend to, to come back to, the, to Hawaii. And so, and a, a lot of other things um, that emotionally started to harden him, harden his heart. And um, so I know that in essence, even, um, maybe there was probably, I did probably a couple of bad things in our relationship, but a lot of it was other people, other experiences he had of life that were blocking us from having a happy, healthy marriage. So. Well, it's interesting because as you're talking about that, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I often think in, in musical lyrics and, and, and movie quotes too. And so I've got, I'm going to harden my heart oh, yeah. <laughs> song going through my head. Right. Anyway, but <laughs> But it's interesting as you as you talk about that, right? Because again, you know, for everybody listening, whether you realize it or not, right, what we're talking about is actually what physiologically happens in people's bodies, mm -hmm. right? And so just as you were talking about, you know, some of the experiences that your husband had had that were some of these things that maybe never got fully, fully dealt with, right? And we're showing up as, as this pain and inflammation, other things in our body, you were probably experiencing some of those same things, right? Because as we live, right, there's just these experiences that we have. I mean, as you were talking, I'm sitting there thinking to myself too. Yeah, right. I mean, anytime you get a divorce, it's not like, well, all right, everything was fine yesterday, but today we're going to be, we're going to get divorced, right? It's, yeah it's there's stuff that leads up to it right mm -hmm. over years i mean once i was finally loose of, of that relationship and looked back it was like man i knew i knew seven years ago it's like why the fuck did i hang around for seven years right mm -hmm. i knew but it's interesting you know again because as we each have our own life experience if we're not dealing with and processing some of these emotions, it does kind of harden us from being able to have, you know, real connection with other people, even your partner or spouse as well. Right. Exactly. And um, even for me, like I know, actually know when I started, started <laughs> having cancer in my body and it was the day before I got married. Like I literally have a picture of me shutting myself down. And the reason was um, we were had a celebration before our wedding and um, we were gonna say a prayer, you know, before we ate. And um, my husband said, let me pray because whenever you pray, you go on and on and on. <laughs> and so I shut my voice down. I, I literally said, okay, I'm gonna be the good wife. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let him, you know, do uh you know take it take control of our relationship and i'm not going to you know be myself really so that's what started that's why this this problem here with the thyroid and the cancer is is a really a lesson for me into knowing and speaking my truth and 
um, I believe that every time we have an ache in our body or a problem, um, disease or illness, it's, there's a message in it for us. There's some kind of lesson that we are meant to learn around something. Well, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, again, as you were talking about that and effectively subjugating yourself to your husband the day you got married and losing your voice, right, mm -hmm. as you're trying to be a good wife, yeah, isn't it interesting that that's where the cancer showed up? Exactly. Right? Because mm -hmm. you lost your own voice and that's where it showed up right and, and again i mean some some people listening might be going you guys are a little crazy here <laughs> but you know again i mean i i know lots of people that are therapists you know mm -hmm. hypnotherapists doctors other people and i don't know how many stories i've heard from people just like you where you know in fact one of my friends one of one of her clients said something like man i've, I've really got this pain in my neck right uh -huh. And so she's also a coach and she says, well, who's your pain? John. <laughs> right? yeah. and, and the person didn't even realize it, but it was, you know, again, it was some relationship issue with a particular person that was showing up as pain in that person's neck. Yeah. And just really, really interesting, right. Mm -hmm. that, that those things happen a lot of times what we think are just aches and pains of growing older could be much, much, much deeper. Than exactly. That like. right. right. And everything is energy and especially our thoughts create our emotions and we are emotional beings. So in our body, there's at least a hundred, most people have at least a hundred trapped emotions because not only are these emotions, things that we experience in our lives, we also absorb emotions from people we don't even know, our animals, environments, houses, and things, all because everything is energy. And then we inherit emotions. We share them. Right now, we have um, you know, a global pandemic. So we're sharing fear. We're sharing lack of control and, and things like that. So there's so, and then we, we even bring in emotions from previous lives. I know that sounds a little odd to some people, but yeah, we actually, the lessons that we haven't learned in other times that we've, we've experienced life, we actually bring them in because we're trying, we're trying to learn them. <laughs> so yeah, we keep, and we keep having those same lessons until we finally end up learning them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I, I wanted to, this this kind of ties in a little bit to this whole idea of you kind of losing your voice, mm -hmm. right? When you kind of became the good wife. Yes. I think there's a TV show about that too, right? The good <laughs> wife, or this is what good wives do, right? Uh -huh. But but what's interesting is is I think, you know, again, as as I get older, I kind of see this more and more, right? Where we we tend to identify or create our own identity of who we are, mm -hmm. right? And that usually um, is exhibited in the environment around us. And I want to, we're going to get into that environment more too, mm -hmm. because I want to, I want to dig into that more. But, but the reason that I was kind of going there is, <clears throat> you know, you get married, you have an ideal of what the good wife is. You have a son, you have an idea of what, you know, being a good mom is, mm -hmm. you know, to the point to where you, you know, thought before, well, no, we can't get divorced because that's not going to be good for my son. And I'm a good mother. So I can't say that. Right. Right. You had a 28 year career as a flight attendant mm -hmm. as well. Right. So, so I'm guessing, you know, again, as you've gone through your adulthood, by the way, I don't know how you could be 28 years when you're only 29 years old. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can't do math, but, in, <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about that too, because my age, you're, not your Just age. kidding. <laughs> you never talk about a woman's age, right? I know that. I know that, oh, but, <laughs> but you know, how, as we get older, 
we have all this identity kind of stuff wrapped in, right? Mm -hmm. And so as you had all of this stuff kind of pulled out from underneath you, I mean, yes, you're still a mom, you know, that, that doesn't change, but now you're no longer a wife because you're divorced. You're no longer a flight attendant, which is what you had done for so long in your life. Right. And I, and I see a lot of people, myself included, that a lot of times we get kind of to this midlife and sometimes the rug gets pulled out from underneath us. Mm -hmm. Right. So how did you kind of deal with that whole identity thing as well as you're kind of pushing through and dealing with all of these things that you're that you were going through as well how'd you get through well I, I know a lot of people kind of crumble at oh that. I would have if I didn't if I wasn't in TCP it that's why I say TCP just it was exactly what I needed at the at that time and yet I was going through a depression I laid on that couch over there during my first round of TCP because um I, yeah, I was so, so, uh, and I had reason to feel this way because I was healing in more ways than, you know, physical, emotional and the whole deal. But um, in TCP, we are provided um, with a way to reflect back on who we are and also create uh, through using uh, workshop of the mind and other imaginative and hypnosis and different you know, tools that we're given to, to start to identify with who is the person that you want to be and start to work backwards from that. So everything that I needed to get my life back in order was in TCP. Yeah. Well, and so again, so if you, because I know Gina and I are in the same coaching program called Transformational mm -hmm. Coaching Program by Jim Fortin, F-O-R-T-I-N. So if we've got the references there, but yeah, because a lot of it, it gets back to reprogramming your identity or mm -hmm. who you are and kind of coming back to what really is most important to you right yeah and, um, and I think we're no different a lot of people wake up and are kind of like who am I yes exactly and so one of the things that we do is we work on identifying what are our values you know and then what are the values that will bring us closer to the person that we want to be so we get to really be more intentional with the life that we want to create, which is not how I was living. <laughs> so I was just living la, 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 la. And, I'll, and now I actually have more vision of my future and how I see myself is kind of just as I truly am. I didn't, I didn't have this, I, this foresight or this knowledge of, who I was and what I wanted before joining that program. Yeah. And so really it's, it's kind of, I mean, you know, again, for, for, for terms that maybe people outside of the program might understand, but, mm -hmm. but some self-reflection, right. A lot of times midlife, we, we start to reflect more on what we've done, what we haven't done. Right. That's where the idea of a bucket list comes from of, Hey, these are things that I still want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but also of just kind of figuring out, you know, who are you and what do you actually value, right? Because especially right. when things, when things get pulled out from underneath you, then you have to start questioning certain things. And sometimes that can be pretty tough, especially if most of our identity is wrapped up in being a wife, being a husband, being a mother, being a father right? Uh, you know, having a particular job or a particular career or whatever else that it might be when that no longer is there, a lot of times we crumble. Right. right. And, and can I tell you, one of the things I learned at, towards the end, this is probably three or four months into this program that, uh, that I was in with you, I learned um, that I wasn't the only one suffering with this depression, that we, there was hundreds of us at the airlines that were somewhat forced out. You know, we didn't, we weren't shooting the flight attendants that we love this lifestyle so much that we stay till we're 80, 90 years old. And we actually use our beverage cart as a walker. <laughs> I've had some flight attendants like that. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, what I did, what I learned through my 
coaching program experience is that I can help other people because I figured out that we are attached to the identity of who we were. And so much so we, we're attached to the suffering. Uh, we, we create our suffering because of the expectations of and the connections to our past instead of creating the future that we want. So what I started to do was after this, this ex experience on my own is I created a program for the flight attendants so that they can learn some of these tools that I did to help me pick, pick me up from my depression and get me you know, in, into thinking about who I wanted to be. So I learned a lot from TCP because I was able to start to share it with other people and help them pull them up, up from uh, feeling like, you know, that there's, that's all, that's who they were. And that now what, you know? So well, I think, especially in retirement, you know, a lot of the people they, I am young enough to work. I need to work more. I'm still in, you know, my fifties, but a lot of the people that I was working with are, you know, of retirement age and they don't, they didn't want to slow down. They wanted to continue going and traveling and, and yet um, their connections were, because they were so uh, connected to their jobs and always going, they didn't have roots in their community. They didn't have relationships at home to satisfy them. So yeah, there's a lot. I mean, and I learned through this experiences that from the time I started working, I was told prepare for retirement, save money for your 401k, financially be ready for retirement. And what I learned through my experience is you need to prepare emotionally for this separation of the, the person that you have identified with for a good portion of your life. Because um, it's so important for you to, to be aware that there's going to be uh, uh, this awkward gap after you retire and you're trying to figure out what does my day look like? Cause I don't need to wake up at 5 a.m. anymore. What do I, what do I want to do? What, what makes me happy? What fills me with joy? How can I still serve, you know? So these are some, some insight that I got through my experience. Well, it's funny because, you know, like you said, it's, it's, um, you know, th through most of our adult life, we have a certain identity of who we are. And for most of us that are that work, that typically is in whatever our job, vocation, profession happens to be, mm -hmm. right? And so we spend all of our time and energy on that. And when that no longer is there, we got nothing. We got nothing, yeah. right? <laughs> if you will. I mean, so, so how many times, you know, <clears throat> with divorce as an example, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, there's divorce early on, but a lot of times once the kids leave the house, there's a lot of divorce that happens at that point too, right? Because you, you, you both, you know, kind of had a common goal of raising the kids. You've, you've both been kind of off doing your own thing. You know, we kind of separate duties and you do this and I do that and then the kids leave the house and you realize we don't have anything in common anymore. Right. And we haven't actually liked each other for quite a while, you know, <laughs> um, and because that's our whole identity. And then when it's gone, we don't know what to do. Or if you've spent 28 years doing the same thing for a mm -hmm. job and now all of a sudden you don't have that, we feel a little lost because we're not doing some of those other things. We don't have those roots in our community. We don't often have those outside hobbies or interests, right, as well, because we're so focused on whatever those other things happen to be. And when they go away, it's like our whole world seems to go away at that point. Right, crumbles, your whole life crumbles around you, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, my son just left for college and, you know, this a few months ago and uh, it's being, you know, in the position I'm in now, it's so quiet and um, it's hard to adjust to the quiet and <laughs> to the, to the idea that I don't have to cook for anyone anymore. It's just me, you know, so 
um, yeah, there, there's all a lot of learning in life <laughs> through, um, through relationships, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I wanted to come back to, to what we were talking before about, you know, this environment, mm-hmm. right? Because I was actually having an exchange with somebody, um, online social media, um, mm-hmm. you know, where I, I, I put out a, can't even remember exactly what the message was, mm-hmm. but they kind of came back and said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to do that, but right. And you always know there's something coming when somebody says, but right. Yeah. <laughs> you and know, trying. And trying. <laughs> oh, don't I? Yeah, I know. You already <laughs> caught me on that one before. <laughs> there's no button. There's no trying, no but, 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 um, <laughs> The point was, right, is, yeah, I get it. But Sorry, just there's, connecting. There's <laughs> other people in my life, let's say, that are holding me back or the environment that I in doesn't allow me to be or do what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I know we've, we know about that too you know, and, and the fact that, you know, for you to actually heal and kind of move into this next phase of your life, Mm -hmm. you had to actually either voluntarily remove yourself from the environment or you get volunteered, right? Like you got volunteered (laughs) at the airline, right? It's like, (laughs) we're, we're going to make it, we want, we want this group of people to leave. So we're going to make it so you leave, right? We're going to give you enough money or whatever it is, and you're out the door. Yeah. Um, and, and so let's talk a little bit about about environment that way and how important that actually is if you're trying to make a change or you're trying to do something different. Is mm-hmm. is that? I mean, again, because because you had kind of said before, right? That that you realized after you left your marriage that you needed a different environment to be able to heal. Right. Well, what I, what I found in that is it's a combination of peaceful bliss and loneliness. (laughs) It's like, um, you're kind of juggling these two, two things because you're all alone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I was, I was all alone. And so there was a lot of loneliness because my son was not with me all the time. He was between us. And um, so it was a lot of sadness for, for that um, connection with people that I didn't have. Plus it was a pandemic and, and um, I wasn't working. So I had no other stimulus, like relationship stimulus going on, but also on the opposite side, the freedom and the peace of being able to experience my morning ritual, you know, my morning routine um, and the sun, the birds and the sunrise and, you know, just the, the beautiful, the beauty that surrounds me here naturally. And so it was a combination and I, and, and so over time, you start to focus on more of the the beauty and the gratitude in your health and your surroundings and the peace. And even if you are lonely, it's just like, but I have all of this, you know? So, so the, so you kind of, you kind of get outweighed in my opinion. That's what happened with me, you know? So. Well, it's it's funny because yeah, well, and as you're sitting there talking about it, I thought, you know, in some ways, how ironic, right? You live in Hawaii, mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful places in the whole world, right? I mean, people mm-hmm. just love to go there for vacation, but how much of the time are we effectively living in a beautiful environment, but we don't take the time to enjoy it or realize what we actually have? Right right is you know and this could be whether you're living in cleveland <laughs> cleveland or hawaii or california right or any anywhere else in the world um 
that we're already surrounded by environments that can be beautiful if we're looking for it, right? Right. So it sounds like that's a little bit of what you what you did or part of this transition was actually seeing and enjoying the beauty that was around you as well. Yes, and I started hiking every week, you know, just being outdoors. Um, one of the things I learned is, uh, have you heard of forest bathing? No. Oh, <laughs> with tell, tell me, tell me, tell me oh. more. <laughs> okay. It's a Japanese healing. Um, I don't, it's not really a modality. It's just a practice of spending time in nature and um, starting to ground, you know, and the trees, especially pine trees are super healing um, in this, in, in this space. So what I would do is go and sit, go to my friend's house and sit she would drop me off at the top of her mountain where she had these, this pine forest. And I would just sit there and I would journal and I would just be by myself. And it was so nice. Yeah. So that's one of the things I did. And I just started to connect with nature more and um, have more gratitude. And, and slowly I forgot that um, I was, all by myself because I had beauty all around me <laughs> so yeah well that's where you know there's all those sayings like stop and smell the roses right right but that's what it's like but we don't so right. much of the time because we, we get so busy I mean even you know the what you've been able to do right as you've changed your life and and have gotten more in touch with nature and and seeing the beauty around you Aren't those things that we can also do, even if we still have a regular job and if, you know, we're in a relationship with somebody else or those things we can also do? Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Cause I, I heard you, I heard you mention the morning ritual, right. Which is mm -hmm. where, you know, again, if you're a morning person, it's probably going to be a morning ritual, but if you're a night person, maybe it's a night, night ritual. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm guessing then that you probably take some time every day to do things that bring you this peaceful bliss as well, right? That's that's kind of what, what, what you're talking about a little bit there. Oh, definitely. One of the things we did while we were in Mexico was we watched the Heal, you know, H-E-A-L, Heal, the documentary. And um, one of the, the men in the documentary, he had, um, the doctor said he was going to he wasn't going to survive. He was a Japanese man and he had gone through everything. And so what he discovered in the morning, he would, you know, in Japan, there's not a lot of nature. You have to look for nature because there's a lot of buildings and things. And so he, his building was across from the park and some trees. And in the morning he would listen to the birds and stuff. And, and he started to develop, um, uh, sound and so sound frequency he started to do like a little mantra chant or something it was just a sound it wasn't words or anything but he started to develop this practice and he healed himself through this and I believe it's connecting to nature love and gratitude and this energy of this frequency of the sound that he was making in his throat he actually healed himself so um you know, there's so many, I totally believe, and through this evidence, you know, in, in this documentary and other things that we have the innate ability to heal ourselves. And whether it be sound therapy, energy healing, um, prayer, the power of prayer, and having a bunch of people come around you and pray over you. So powerful. Amazing. Yeah. No, we do have the power to heal right and a lot of times it's it's just up to us to actually do some of the things that whatever it is that happens to resonate with individuals is going to be different right yeah i mean for you going into the pine forest and journaling mm -hmm. that was a good thing right now for me yeah. i like that too yeah <laughs> right I like, being a, I like being in the forest as well right mm -hmm. but for other people it might be you know sitting at the beach right it might be painting a picture or you know, coloring in a coloring book. It might be literally smelling the roses or doing gardening mm -hmm. or, right. There's so many 
different things that we can all do. And if you just spend a few minutes a day. Oh my God, laughing. Laughing Laughing is the best medicine. (laughs) Are we allowed to laugh? (laughs) You know what gets me right now is watching um, animals. Like Mm -hmm. so many people are sharing videos of animals doing crazy things. And that brings me so much joy. And I love just laughing at these animals. Well, that's, that's another one of those things. Again, I mean, like, like you shared the story of the man, you know, doing the sound, mm-hmm. there's several stories that I've read about people just laughing mm-hmm. their way to, to, to being better. Right. One guy right. that just watched three Stooges videos all the time, yeah. you know, kind of thing, <laughs> right. and was just laugh, laughing and laughing and laughing and mm-hmm. ended up, you know, physically healing. But I think, right. you know, back to your point, just like, you know, we're told to prepare financially for retirement. Mm-hmm. We're not usually told to prepare emotionally for life yeah. in general, let alone retirement, right? Mm-hmm. And so we spend all this time on the finances or some of these other things, but some of these little things that we can do each day actually help us from an emotional perspective to be able to prepare ourselves. Right. And instead of just preparing ourselves, maybe just connecting and enjoying our lives as we go, instead of thinking in the future, in 10 years, I'm going to retire and then I will live, right? I mean, most people say, I'm not going to, when I, when I retire, I'm going to travel or I'm going to do this. But I think for, I think what I learned in my lessons is live every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's live every day. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that really is a, because um, as you said that, it reminded me of my mother who passed away many years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing, right? Where she worked hard her whole life. She always dreamed of traveling. Um, you know, one reason why I love to travel because of her love of travel. But, you know, she was going to travel when she retired. Mm-hmm. And then she retired, got cancer, five years, struggle with cancer, gone, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's like, we, we shouldn't wait until the end of our life to live or to do some of these things that we want to do, because mm-hmm. we never know how much time we're actually going to have, right? Exactly. So, you know, there's, there's nothing like having, having a bout with cancer, um, or going through some of these other experiences that you went through in that very short period of time mm-hmm. to kind of wake us up and realize that, man, we just need to live life and have fun, right? Which I think, again, is one of the reasons why your energy is such that you're always laughing, you're always smiling, you're always, right? Because you understand and realize how precious life is mm-hmm. and are doing those things. So you're living your life every day. Yeah, for sure. All right. Looks like I need to start living my life better too. <laughs> well, I guess any, any, uh, you know, parting, parting additional things that maybe we didn't, we didn't talk about. I mean, this is one of those episodes where there's a lot of little things that are woven throughout this for people um, to be able to get a lot of benefit from it. But any, anything else you'd like to make sure and leave with people before we get on with the rest of our day? Yeah, I I just would love to leave an empowering message that um, to trust yourself and your intuition and not rely on what the Western medical doctors tell you only, only that, because there's so much more that you can do for your health. So much more. Yeah, there is. Well, and Gina too, because I know, you know, you've, you've done this, you've lived through it as well. I mean, if, if people have been listening, they're like, I want to get to know that Gina better. How, how can people actually reach out or or find you or, you know, as well, if they want to connect with you, ask you questions, do whatever, um, how's, how's the best place for people to find you? Oh, I'll leave some links for you to put in your show notes, but I'm on Facebook, Gina Hansen, 808, I believe Gina Hansen, 808. And then um, I'm on Instagram, emotioncode.energyhealing. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And we'll make sure and put those, those links in the show notes as well. So thank you, my friend. Thank you. It, uh, it's always nice. Like I said, I always, I always feel better when I talk to you. I don't, I don't care what it is. You don't even have to say anything. You just have to smile and I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. And like I said, I mean, what you said today is going to help a lot of people, which is really the important thing, right? So, you know, we all go through this. We can all find the beauty all around us. We can all live every day. Um, And and the more that we actually live each day, the happier we're going to be, I think, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, my friend. And uh, we'll, we'll see you around. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you enjoyed the most about the podcast. And you may even be featured on a future episode. When you're ready to turbocharge your leadership development, join the Briefing Leadership Program where you get access to everything in one place and can interact directly with me in the group. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy's video on-demand learning platform at ondemand.criskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you will also have access to hundreds of video on-demand learning opportunities. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.